Welcome to Growing the Leader Within. I'm Dr. Gala. Let's join the GGM class that's already in session. Picture a book with a fresh blank page, but with your history that's all written in the former pages. You know, I keep journals of every year and I have all kinds of planners and things that I've kept down through time. And I brought one to show you. This is the year 2003. You see how fat that is? Well, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that year. But the amazing thing is I have all of these records already done in my life. And I can go back and reference something and find something that took place. I don't know if you can see that. Those of you that are listening, I'm showing a former planner of mine from 2003 and all the pages that are in it, that are written in of different programs and places and people and appointments and messages and traveling arrangements and just tons and tons of stuff. But all that is in the past. So I'm in the process of turning all these big giant journals and planners into five-year little books so that every day I can just capture the important thing that happened and put it in a book. And in five years, all those pages will be together. And so I can look from, say, 2000, what happened in 2000 in June the 14th for five years. What was the main thing that happened in that day? So the value of keeping that is for me to make that permanent record now out of it. How interesting that is to see how the Lord directs your pathways. But you know, the book I'm talking about now is from today forward. Those blank pages, the unwritten pages that you can't see anything that's on them because it hasn't happened yet. But this this book of your life, it includes your childhood, your adulthood, your marriage, if you've been married, childbearing, and life years that are already lived, be it single or married. All the pages in there behind you, they're in the past pages, but today you're actually living in the now page of your life. The people and events fill all of the past pages, but they cannot be written into the new chapter of your life. This new blank page represents you in your present different world. The loved ones cannot be written into the new pages of today. Their mission in life has been completed. Their assignment from heaven is now fulfilled. It isn't the view we have from this side of life, and it doesn't make sense that they would be called home way too soon from our point of view. But each of us have been given a mission in our own lives to accomplish. And it's up to us as to how much of it we may get completed first. This new page in life is about you. Take your mind off for just a moment about who's missing in your life right now. First of all, God is ever present with you. So his presence is above all other relationships that we have ever had or ever will in this life. The great loves, 
and relationships you have had around you, be they spouses, be they children, be they parents. They are not the entire story of you. All that has occurred before this day has shaped you for a future unlike anyone else on earth. Every episode and experience, every tragic event, even each person, both beloved and tolerated, all have had a hand in the creation of who you are right now. Unlocking the mysteries of why all the drama has played out in your life would be nice to uncover on this side of glory. But the best thing we can do right now is to figure out how it can all be put to good use and create a bright future for who you are right now. The first positive step to be taken is to create a formula to start building a new life up on. But to do so requires that we turn our head from just looking behind ourselves to looking to the present and to the futures of our own existence. So yes, we have a future. And yes, we all have a history. And yes, we all have a now, right now. We're still here, right now, in the present. This new stage of development in your life begins by creating a mission statement that can help clarify who and what you are to do in life with this new blank page. In the Bible, we see that writing a vision was clearly directed by God so that people would know the right direction he was leading them in. He told his leaders, write a vision and make it clear so the people would understand how to go forward after a massive change had happened. Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. The Lord has a clear direction for you too. It can make all the difference in knowing you are not lost, but that you still have a future and a mission to accomplish in your life. God has gifted you with talents he wants you to fully develop and use to bless others in unique ways. Your life experiences are to deepen and develop those giftings in mature ways. Everything you've been through is now ready to launch you into a new horizon to walk onwards with. But if we just remain motionless and suspended, we don't progress and use all the good things that were given to us or taught to us by the Lord. That is a painful way to live in life. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people perish from a lack of knowledge. If focus never becomes clear because of all the mix-up and ideas of other people's plans and desires, the talents inside one's own heart will not develop fully. So the inner sight of the soul must be fine-tuned 
and brought into focus personally. A plan ahead requires a written statement that can be followed. This exercise is designed to help you create a mission statement, a pathway forward for this new chapter in your own life. This will be a thought-provoking way to start ordering your own private world. How will we know the way to start a new beginning if we don't write our knowledge of self down and turn those unique written talents into a pathway to follow? It's vital information that reveals the personal talents, strengths, and focal points to make life meaningful for yourself in a whole new way. So we're going to focus on just you right now. How to nurture and encourage and uplift you that all is not lost. You still have a purpose to fulfill in your life. Often we have only used our gifting in a certain way for a certain season of life. But the focus now is to only your own and the way ahead is God-shaped especially just for you. God uses all of our losses as well as our wins to shape us in this life. All of life's lessons and experiences have brought you to this transition, to now stand on a high mountaintop and see the clear view you have of yesterday and tomorrow. Look around you and see the place within Christ that you have already to gather your talents, your ideas, the frameworks of life, and the ministry that still lays ahead for you. Before a step can be taken into the future, it is wise to make a focal point to follow. It helps the heart and mind to focus in order to stabilize one in the aftermath of adjustment to loss. In time, this personal written vision statement may evolve, but start now to internalize what does my life consist of presently? The first words to be written on a new and blank today of your life will be a representation of the various layers of life you have experience in. By answering these questions, a rough framework will appear of what your next season can be. So on that piece of paper that you may have put in front of you right now, write your name on the top of it. Well, my name would be Gayla Joyce Latta Holly. But I remember there was a day in my own journaling trying to adjust and cope with my losses that I wrote Gayla Joyce and I crossed out Latta and I crossed out Holly because I have to find out who I am. My parents' name was Latta. My married name was Holly. But who is Gayla Joyce right now? It helped me turn my focus from my upbringing and my marriage to myself. So I'm going to ask you three questions of the heart. First question, am I ready to explore what a new beginning in life looks like? 
why don't you write that question down? Am I ready to explore what a new beginning in life looks like? You may can answer that question or you may say, I I, I don't know if I can answer that question. But it is a valid question in the now of your life that you have the freedom to ask yourself. Okay, here we go. What has been my three personal favorite pastimes? It could be things you do right now. Things you've always enjoyed doing, for sure, are things that you said, someday I want to do such and such. What are the three things in your life that you have enjoyed? That's going to play a role in your mission statement. Take a second and think about that. What do I enjoy? Well, I like to eat. Well, yeah, I think we probably all like to eat. So that's not really a pastime. That's a need. But what's a pastime? Something enjoyable, something relaxing, something that just takes your mind away, something that's fun, something that's comforting maybe. Okay, you got them? Next question. What three things did I love to do as a teenager? Hmm. You know, I may have told you this before, but I have a picture of me as a teenager that cropped up recently, and I'll show it to you. This is Gayla Joyce right here. I think she was 16. She didn't know a thing about life, but she sure thought she did. She just met her husband-to-be, and she thought everything in life was going to be just peachy keen. Well... If I could talk to that girl now, I'd tell her a few things. But as a teenage girl, what did I like to do? Well, I like to ride a bike. I still do. I like to sew. I still do. I like to design things. I still do. So who I was then, those talents are still with me right now. I'm using myself as an example to help you think back. Who were you as a girl? Who were you when you were just a kid? That's the key to who you are. When you say, I'm trying to find my identity, I'm trying to start over again. It's a key because who you are is who you are. What three things did I love to do as a teenager? Hmm. Well, those things are little keys in your hands. They're little hints. They're clues. Jot them down. They're important. Next question. What were my three top favorite subjects in school? Well, in school, for me personally, the top one would have had to have been art because (laughs) I like to create things. Life was different for me a bit because I was raised in Africa in my childhood years. And so, you know, that was kind of blurry to me now. I was homeschooled quite a bit of those of that time. And do you still like to study those subjects? 
One of mine would have been history. I did like history. Still like history. Here's a big one for you. What three subjects do I talk about in life? That's a big one. Because if the main subject you talk about is your loss, we haven't turned the page yet. We haven't yet focused on self, focused on creating a a new beginning for ourselves. Top subjects that are on the top of your mind all the time, what would they be? Hmm. Good question. And we take your time to think about that. One of mine would be ministry and writing for sure on the different subjects that are in my life. One would be Moms Against Hunger because I'm constantly feeding and taking care of people and sending funds overseas and and feeding programs and, and talking to my teams around the world. That's a big one for me. Role Models of America would be another big one because that's our charity work here in the USA. And then, of course, there's CBI, Community Bible Institute, which I'm all involved with, as you well know. But your three subjects you talk about are things you love. That's where your heart is. Next question to ask you, what are your three top books in the Bible to study and why? Are you drawn to a certain book? Do you tend to always go to that book to read out of it, to glean strength from it? What are those books and why important? One of my books is the book of James. Always has been one of my books. I've written the book several times in my own handwriting because I wanted to get it deep in my heart. I illustrated it one time, taught it with my teenage grandchildren one time, had them illustrate it. Still see things in it I haven't seen before. That's one of my books. What's one of your books? Next question. What three things excite me? What makes your heart pound? Is it going on a trip? Is it hosting people at your house? What makes you look forward to things? A new project of some sort? When you think through those things, we're uncovering clues about who you are as a person. Not about your loved ones, not about relationships around you, but uncovering who you are to you. Here's a big question to ask yourself. What three things break my heart? I'll tell you, it breaks my heart to see children go hungry. Breaks my heart. I can't hardly bear it to see them not have the food that they need to eat. It breaks my heart to see senior citizens go without basic needs met. That hurts. That hurts. I want to do something about it. What three things break your heart? Next question. What are your highest core values in life? You had to pick three things and say, this is what 
things mean the most to me. What are those three things that mean the most to you? Is it honesty? Would it be character? Would it be faithfulness? Would it be strength? Would it be compassion? What is it? The core beliefs, the core values that you hold dear in your heart. Is it trustworthiness? Somebody staying stable all the time? Three. I know it's hard to pick three, but nevertheless, the top three are what we're looking for. Two more questions to ask you. What three areas inspire me? Hmm. For me, it's reading a riveting book that there's information in it. There's a story in it. There's life in it. There's things I can relate to in it that inspires me. Yeah, thought-provoking. That's one of the things that inspires me. Finding those kinds of books can be hard to do at times, but that's what inspires me. So I look for them. What three things? I'm giving you a whole list of things that do a lot of thinking with this week. And last question to ask you, what three things am I good at doing? Now don't say, well, that's just pride talking. No, you do need to figure out what you're good at, what you're bad at, and quit doing the bad things that you're no good at and do the things you are good at. Develop them. (laughs) What are you good at doing? Everybody's good at doing something. And that includes you, no matter your losses. I wrote a statement down that I want to share with you because I think it's profound. And it's this. It's your decisions, not your desires, that open the door to your destiny. It's your decisions, not your desires, that opens a door to your destiny. The importance of casting vision for yourself can help to move each grieving person forward in life again. It also helps to create a brand of yourself to yourself. The task at hand helps us find a common thread through these various questions that will lead in a directional pathway. And following the breadcrumbs can reveal our true self internally. You are uniquely made, and God most certainly has a second act to your story. It's still to come. But there can be a reoccurring theme all along the way that can help open the next doors to your future. It helps to write a paragraph first of all these answers that we've given these questions to. Write them all down in one paragraph as this formalizes every part of your life. Just make sure the written paragraph represents your personal life and not the experiences of your missing loved one. Also, the experiences of being a caregiver are many and can imprint the mind deeply. And it can be easy to let one's mind go into this area because of habit, but it does not necessarily represent an ongoing track in your future unless you are passionate about this area. 
Simply write out the different aspects and areas of your life that have brought you joy, a relayed peace in your heart. By using your answers to the former questions which we've explored together, we're going to uncover your mission. Now, take all of your answers and write them into sentences, and I'm going to show you how to do that. These are the answers to your own heart's resonance. Many times in life, we turn and take care of responsibilities and lay aside our own personal talents. But now, where you are in life right now has brought you to a new place of discovery and awareness of what God actually imprinted in your own DNA. It's time to focus on the new you and start taking steps forward in your own life. Why? Because you matter. With the answers to each one of the questions, you can begin to write sentences like these. I love such and such and such and will live my life by, I want to develop these talents. I have decided to study such and such. I will pursue my passion in such and such. I will focus on what breaks my heart and enjoy what excites me in my life. Now, when you get all that written down, (laughs) you are at the beginning of your own personal, unique mission statement. Beware of the paralysis of analysis. Be a person of action, Mammy McCullen said one time. So true. So you're going to write what I love. I live my core values in. I will develop my talent in. I've decided I will pursue. I've decided to study such and such. I will do what breaks my heart. I will enjoy what excites me in my life. There's your mission statement. William James said, the greatest use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts it. We are unlocking the forgotten memories of a rich background in your personal life. Looking for clues comes as a result of making written statements of who you are right now. Once you have it all down on paper... It's time to start thinking through your own personal vision for life ahead. The greatest use of our next season in life is to spend the time on that which brings value through us to others and brings significance to living. We cannot change what we have lost, but we can find goodness ahead and ease our own pathways into tomorrow. Tony Payne said, there will always be a turning point in one's life where you will be forced to make decisions based on fact and not fantasy. This lesson tonight is all about basing your life in your new chapter on facts. This statement is true and will resonate inwardly once we begin to focus our heart and what it is whispering to us. Not our families, not our children, not the community around us. Only our relationship with God will lead us true north 
toward that which brings us renewed joy in life again. Don't be afraid to reach for what you know to be the true facts about yourself. Writing your own mission statement is valuable work and will focus your heart and mind on developing a new chapter in your life. The three components of a mission statement are these. Number one, your statement of a mission to carry out in life that's actually accurate and doable in real life. It's your what in life. Number two, a brief core belief system that you live by. This refines the way you will carry out your work in life. And number three, what actions or steps should you do to accomplish these goals ahead for the future? This is your how in life. I'm going to give you some examples of how companies take their own limited business ideas and turn them into mission statements to motivate their employees and communicate who they are in the world. These are obviously limited to their sphere of service or product, of course, but they serve to show how the process works for one's own statement description. We are not so confined to one sentence, of course, but should also look for the overall themes of what we have brought to the surface of our hearts and minds of who we really are in this phase of our life. The paragraph you have written should not lose the essence of what you have written, but fine-tune it to three sentences. This is helpful for future goals to reach and plan for. Just try it. You'll see. The various examples shared here that can serve as a pattern or format are just to get started with. For instance, as an example, do you know what Coca-Cola's mission statement is? Well, it reflects what their goal is worldwide. And it's this, and I quote, to refresh the world and inspire moments of optimism and happiness, end quote. That's the mission statement of the giant Coca-Cola. Google has a mission statement that says, quote, to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful, end quote. Disney has a mission statement. It says, quote, to create happiness for people of all ages everywhere, end quote. Pretty good, huh? Do you know what Walmart's mission statement is? It is this, quote, be the destination for customers to save money no matter how they want to shop, end quote. Pretty true, huh? <laughs> With these examples as a type of pattern to follow, Take your paragraph and begin to underline the main words that describe you. Then take the underlined words and make them into sentences. This should sift down into three action statements for clarity purposes. You know, you can't go back and change the beginning of your journey, but you can certainly start where you are and change the ending. Take your time. And think through this process carefully and thoughtfully. This exercise doesn't usually come together completely in one setting as thoughtful time is needed to explore the internal world of ourselves. 
And when a mission statement has been completed, it centers the mind and it gives the heart a focus and goals ahead in life. It's a great navigational tool to identify a new purpose in your world. There are five reasons that writing down your personal mission statement for your future is very valuable to do. And I'm going to tell you what they are. Number one, it sets boundaries and helps us to refocus mentally a clear way ahead. Number two, a mission statement provides a pattern for us to personally follow. We no longer feel lost in life. We have direction. Number three, it begins the future to self. Now there's a statement written on the present page in your life. Number four, this aligns who we truly are with meaning and purpose ahead. And number five, it will give us a positive internal focus to work toward. Here's a statement to finish. Complete this statement to yourself. By this time next year, I want to blank. You fill in the blank. And the next one. Have you ever had a bucket list for yourself? Write this. And far down the road in my life, it would be a nice dream of mine to blank. You fill in the blank. Have you ever had a bucket list for yourself? Herbert Prochnow said, there comes a time when we must firmly choose the course we will follow or the relentless drift of events will make the decision. If we've learned anything at all about loss, it's how very short life is. That every moment is to be grasped and used to bring joy and enjoyment and purpose to ourselves, to make our lives count every day. Using these two statements as a picture window into the future, by this time next year, I want to do such and such. And far down the road of my life, it would be a nice dream of mine to do such and such. Those two statements are a picture window into the future. They can provide the motivation to create a mission statement and a bucket list to work for down the road. Mission statements can evolve as life changes in time in various chapters and ways for sure. Just begin where you are. And in time, your goals will become realities. It will be inspiring as you begin to explore who you are now and what God may have in mind for you to accomplish. Life isn't over. You've just begun a new chapter in your life and the sun will shine again for you. While your mama may be gone, you're now the mama. Take her giftings and use them. Your daddy may be gone, but the voice of authority that trained you with it, his tones, is now yours to use. Every form of loss you've been through can be beneficial to you in the road ahead. Take your time, open your heart, 
to see what surprises God has ahead for just you. I like this little statement. I've written it in my journal several times. If we never start, we will never get there. So we have to start, right? Years ago, when I was a pastor's wife, and we were pastoring a church, my mission statement was this, to love, to understand, and to communicate clearly the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything in my life boiled down to those three things, to love, to understand, communicate clearly the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, time moved on, of course, and loss and change and unexpected things, dramas and traumas all happened. My mission statement changed. Did I quit loving? No, I built on that. I quit understanding? No, I got more understanding. Until it became this, make my life a witness and a blessing. It all boiled down to that for me. So many things have knocked the life out of me, but I still have that as my prayer and a mantra in my daily life. Lord, make my life witness and a blessing. You have power in your hands, my friend. If we never start, we'll never get there. But tonight we have started because a new chapter has begun. And the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the Savior and the King of the earth is with you. You're not by yourself. He does have a plan and a future. And it's all going to unfold as long as we stay on the wheel and say, not my will, but thine be done, Lord. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. Show me the pathway. Put your word in my mouth and make me a blessing in the world. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for this word of wisdom tonight. All the tools that you've given to us that we haven't yet formulated in our minds how they all work together. You know how they work together. I pray that you open every heart that hears this. Every mind will come clear that we will reach for that new beginning that you have, God, that the now that we live in becomes potent with purpose that you will be glorified, Lord, and that we will be strengthened, that we will produce much fruit in this new season in our life. Thank you for the victory in Jesus' name. Amen.